Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner and I'm your host Dorothy Odell for this evening. I'm super excited to bring to the stage Miss Angel. Welcome to the show. Hi, so good to see you again. Yes, it's amazing to see you. You know, I, I met this lady, oh gosh, I don't know how long ago. It's not that, been that long, but it's like we're best friends already. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so Angel, tell our viewers a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm from Illinois. Uh, I came from a little town called Oak Brook. A lot of people in the Chicago area know it's kind of a business community. My father owned a company and I ended up working with him. My mom was a nurse. Uh, I went to Market Manor Academy and then on to Bob Jones University and the Conservatory of Music. So my education is in music, but I use a lot of my business acumen to get in the business world and then kind of work my way through the different ranks of just special projects and consumer advocacy and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. And then I ended up uh, eventually starting my own company. I have two, actually. I have Angelic Productions, which I've had since I was my early 20s. I do voiceover and I'm a singer and an opera performer and I do pickup projects here or there. And then I also own Ink Tank, which is a company a consultant for small business. And I've been working in sport and space is a faith-based online magazine. We do podcasts, we have different interviews, and then we also do service projects. And then more recently, I started working with Player Support Services out of UK and uh, Manchester, England, where we are actually helping players around the world, help them transition from their professional sports life into whatever it is that their, their next chapter is. That's exciting. Like that would be really rewarding, I would think. I mean, not that anything that you've done isn't rewarding, but I think that would, you know... <sighs> I don't know. If you do look in the news, every, well, okay, that big headliner for the last six months has been Tom Brady due to his divorce, right? And so, and now his transition, well, is he going to retire or isn't he going to retire, right? That's the that's the big million dollar question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having those guys transition, because that's basically all they know. You know, the last year we've been dealing with military and then once they leave, it's that huge transition from military life to civilian life. So it's same. it would be the same thing with with the player, like a, a professional player. Right. Because they have that regiment and stuff like that. And and they go from that to, OK, now what? So that would right. be exciting. Well, it's interesting because I had learned my husband, my late husband, I, I've been a widow for 13 years, but my late husband's a football coach. So I saw one side of it. My boys played. And my oldest one, by the way, uh, Dorothy, still plays for the Army. He just had a game this week, as a matter of fact. So my kids are still involved in sports on a different level. Um, but as far as the transition, you know, you're used to being in a uniform, doing one thing, um, and you have a, a set regiment. And just like a police officer or you mentioned a soldier or somebody who has a uniform every day, and then you take it off and you go, who am I? And uh, I've learned a lot of these people, men and women, both, but specifically men, I think men are a little bit more, um, they need a little more help. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't, I don't mean to dis men at all. I love men, but I think a lot of them have been used to certain ways. And when they have to stop to transition can be really difficult because if they've not been planning it and you start off at 15 being handled by professionals, whether it's from, you know, the college agents and then eventually on to NFL or wherever you've been 
you know, placed in your sport, a lot of times you don't know where to go because you've been in the sport for so long. So imagine poor, poor Tom. And I do love him. I think he's a great player, but again, he probably has a lot of the emotional things that would be stopping at 15 or 16 because people have been handling it for him. And so we understand that we're not being unkind at all. We want to be able to help him step into some of those things. You know, he's probably never balanced a checkbook more than likely never went to a closing for a house or bought a car. Um, maybe, but maybe most likely not because he had handlers. So it's different. It's a different life. So I, I have to say when Ben Roethlisberger reaches out to you guys, I yes. definitely need to meet that guy. I he, my best. He, he's, he's my all time favorite. And <laughs> so, you know, of course I get to the, I, I, when we went to the hall of fame, uh, this past summer for, um, just to go look through that. I, I got pictures of all his stuff. So, you know, that's one guy I really would love to interview. <laughs> well, I'm going to be putting it out there, putting it out there and maybe actually coming. Um, I will be, uh, first of all, the combine in Indianapolis in a few weeks after the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl first, which, which by the way, you're coming with me. Like excited yeah. about that. We have a studio called Talking Stick Studio. It's at Bell Bank Park, which is a huge 325 acre sports park with everything but ice and water. Uh, then we're going to be going to the Combine, which is going to be held in Indianapolis. And that's the end of February. And then this is what I'm inviting to you. So on the air, you can mark it down your calendar. The weekend before Father's Day, we are going to be having a Father's Hood Festival at the Hall of Fame. I've been invited by Justin Bat to bring some of my team players along who want to be able to add more opportunities. And I was a vendor last year to meet some amazing people. Um, while I've known Mike Singletary for many years, I got to meet him again. Uh, we got to see Kurt Warner only on the screen, but he actually played the movie on, uh, which is, I recommend to everybody, by the way, which is um, American Underdog. And then we had uh, Dave Tyree. We had um, Anthony Muniz. It was, like I said, it was, it was just a, a huge hall of fame who's who. And then we had vendors out there from all different walks of life, sharing a little bit of their opportunities and sports. They got to be a part of that. Awesome. I love all of that. So um, with sports faith, can you tell us a little bit about what they do? Okay. So Matt Kowalczyk founded it about 20 years ago. It was a radio show actually. And so he was on the radio and if any of your listeners out there know sports spectrum that's been around quite a bit longer, probably about 30 years. And I used to know the one of the, the key players of that, which was Chuck Swarsky. He was a Chicago um, broadcaster from WGN. If so if anybody out there knows who he is, great man. He went to my church and he said, hey, Angel, if you're your boys who are just starting football, said, if they want to listen to a great show, listen to Sports Spectrum. He says, not just because I'm on there, but I have different players. I'm sharing different stories of faith, different struggles. And like yourself, overcomers coming back and forth, figuring out exactly who you are and how God fits in that picture. So sports faith is kind of picked up that ball. We've had a lot of different things that we've done, literally picked up the ball sometimes. <laughs> um, we actually even have a duathlon if you don't know what that is, it's basically a triathlon without the water. We have one every year in Green Bay, Wisconsin, along the beautiful Bay Shore there. And we have, it's a two-mile ride, a 19-mile bike ride, and two-mile ride. And you can split it up in threes. So you can have three participants. And we raise money for different causes in the area. But a lot of the things that we do are just wherever God puts us. 
So Sports Faith is really an open door to have a conversation with anyone about God. So someone who may never go to a church or to, a, you know, any, any type of religious organization, they might sit down and talk to you about your faith on a baseball bench or go play tennis or on the golf course. And uh, a lot of great things happen. That sounds amazing too. My goodness. You're just into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And by us being friends, she's going to get me into a lot of different things. I can oh, tell right really? now. <laughs> it's funny. I, I've already told my, uh, my husband and my stepson about the hall of fame as well. And they're like, right. My, my son's like, can we go? I'm Absolutely. like, Absolutely. yes, but you have to behave. <laughs> Well, it's fun because that's the type of thing. Again, we have a lot. It's really to help dads be intentional, and uh, being a widow and having to play a very bad role of a dad. <laughs> I play mom, but having three boys and on sports, it was very difficult for me to try to navigate them through the waters of being, well, a dad, and you can't do that. So those who can, I. I applaud these guys. Uh, Justin Bat. If you want to look up a great guy, look him online. Justin Bat's both on LinkedIn. He is um, the founder of Daddy Saturday, which is a really cool program. It's a book, but it's also a program where dads can take that Saturday and just own it with their kids, especially those who work. And it doesn't have to be just Saturday. Some, you know, there's a couple of obviously people out there who are working Saturdays or whatever, but the day you're off when you have a day off, take it and be an intentional dad. And I love that term, being intentional dad. And along the way, I've met uh, George Jones, who was a former, uh, I think, 49er. And he was somebody else who has decided, I am going to be a dad. I'm stepping up to the plate. I want to do this. And um, so if you have any questions, you can always check out, the, you know, some of our programs. But you can, I'm, I'm putting my email out there, angel at sportsfaith.com. Ask me questions. I'll be happy to answer them. Love that. Actually, all of Angel's information is in the show notes, but I will definitely put her um, email up there again. And you also had given sportsfaith.com for them to listen to the podcast and uh, player-support.com as well. Correct. Yes. If you know of anybody, and by the way, player support, we're actually looking for vendors out there who can fill almost any need of a player. So imagine rebuilding a person taking somebody from uh, an unemployed status to try to figure out exactly who they are. We are looking for physicians. We're looking for physical therapists, lawyers. We're looking for accountants, uh, both here and overseas. So if you know anybody who'd like to, please flood my inbox with any referrals. Also, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And um, I thought, actually, Dorothy, I got over 2,000 this week. I was so excited. And that's in two years because of Sports Faith. Right. It's just been so great. And these are intentional contacts. So if you contact me, I'll contact you back. I love to do phone interviews with you. If you're looking to refer um, people to us, me, if you don't know someone, let's have a conversation. Absolutely. I love that. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, both I, I, wanted to get on and listen to some of the podcasts from sports faith. Um, I just, uh, I, I, there was a slight problem of me getting on. So Angel knows about that. They're going to look into that. Um, but definitely, definitely want to, to uh, 
listen in on that. Or maybe it was my phone. Maybe it's me, the user, <laughs> because I'm not really technically challenged. Um, no, am I. That's my team. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that on the, the, the center of the trail for that. But I will tell you, we have some great people. Um, now, as you know, Dorothy, I am a Chicago Bears girl, and my office is not too far from Lambeau Field, and it's very hard for me to drive by that, although it's a gorgeous field. If you ever want to, I don't care if you're a Green Bay Packer fan or not, it is so gorgeous, and people in Green Bay are wonderful. I have fallen in love with Wisconsin. It's just been one of my favorite cities. Well, I'm going to have to go there because I have a girlfriend that's in Wisconsin, Columbus, Wisconsin. So we're, we're going to have to do several trips this year, uh, go out there, see you and, and see my friend, Jen, who, by the way, it's her birthday today. So shout Ooh, out to Jen Zahari. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. And uh, <laughs> she's going to kill me for that later, but I don't care. Anyways, she, and she is a Green Bay fan. So. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, there's a store that she has to go to if you guys or if, when you go there i've never seen a larger fan base store in my life i even have little plastic containers of green bay packers on and good quality there's grills there are tire covers you name it they have it in their fan store and it's really cool well in honor of football today i did wear my pittsburgh Oh, I did wear my Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, and it's funny you said that because we went, we found all the discounted shops in Pittsburgh while we were there and I fell in love. And like, if I would have had, if I would have had like unlimited amount of money, um, I would have come home with a lot more, but I did buy this, the sweater. Well, uh, I like that. <laughs> yes, it was actually, and you know what? And I, I, my mom's like, I love that. I would have never pictured you to have sparkles, though, because I'm not. You are sparkly. Are you kidding? You're the I, you got a sparkle. Yes. <laughs> I, well, yes and no, but like I, I, I have a sparkling personality, but when it comes to my um, clothing wear, Mm -hmm. uh, I do need, uh, actually, when I get to Oprah status, I'm going to need a, a stylist because. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to see my my wardrobe it is basically jeans or capris or i have some nice tops uh, but it's either t-shirts or sweaters and that's sweatshirts that's what i wear that is a good question i think i was our friend mutual friend tracy lynn by the way she was we were talking about this there's two things that women fear the questions they fear the most what to what to, what's for dinner that's number one. The oh, second gosh. was what to wear. And, you know, I've been on this planet a long time, so I have decades of clothes and have no idea what to wear, which is kind of stupid when you think about it. I mean, I'm a, now I'm in a position of being a CEO and I don't know what CEOs wear, you know, they wear suits or whatever. So my wardrobe is probably way boring than yours, but you're right. Together, we're going to get a really cool stylist and we're going to get on the show because she's going to blow it out of the water. Uh, yeah. Yes. And well, it's funny. I did have, a, I had a stylist all the way uh, on the show once. His name was Joseph Rosenfeld and actually mm -hmm. I'm going to have to have him come back, but he is actually one of the top designers for uh, lawyers in the Silicon Valley. What? So There's, yes, okay. there is a designer for Silicon lawyers. Oh my God. Uh, like uh, seriously, apparently lawyers are the, you know, because they have to represent their clients, right? And they have high-end clients. So the he is a, like his clientele is mostly lawyers, and I I, I kind of felt hard. I'm like seriously, Joseph, is I I don't believe that. And he goes seriously, yes, because they, and it depends on which um, case that they have on what they wear. He, really? And he perfectly knows how to match it for which case and to present 
um, not only to the judge, not only to the judge and the jury, but to, to everybody. And it was just fascinated me. And wow. this guy's wardrobe, he, he took a snapshot of his wardrobe. Oh my gosh. Like this, I've never seen Joseph not in style. Like even when in, in casual, the man looks good. So oh, wow. what about so, women though? Does he got the pink thing going on or no, or no, no pink, you know? No, he does pink too. I mean, his, his uh, clientele, he has some women, this clientele actually, oh my gosh, he's such a big heart. He, um, he was telling me about one of his favorite clients who, um, you know, she, Anyway, you should go look at the at the session. Go to my into my YouTube channel, which is Unstoppable Overcomers, and go look at it. Go look at that episode because he shares um, about this one client that she had uh, very um, oh, shy about her weight, and she had lost some weight, and then she got a new boyfriend, and he took her the. The, that story will just like we were all in tears it, it it was as absolutely phenomenal what this guy can do so uh yeah go check that story out I will definitely <laughs> well definitely dm me the name i'm I, I did meet a really great gal i can't i think her last name is aberdeen it's joy aberdeen she's out of uk and she does a lot of capsule wardrobing which is another thing too you know when uh -huh. you're in the business world there's so many different things you have to do in a day and it's not like the devil wears Prada or, you know, they have to wear their high heels all the time. But the whole point would be, what do you have that can transition into an evening event? Or for me, I work out after work. So for me, I got to make sure I got something in my bag that I can easily slip into, slip out of. But it's hard sometimes, especially when you're traveling, too. Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. I'll definitely send, I'll send her, Joy Aberdeen is her name. And she's a brilliant, she was a lawyer or accountant. No, she's a, a, a attorney and a, an accountant. But she's somebody who I'd love to see on the show. Um, one of these days when I can afford her, I'll definitely have to do it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we would love to have Joy on the show. Uh, diverse. We, we have pretty much everybody here, which is so... Um, which is so great. You know, uh, uh, people really love that because uh, it's not just the same topic. Right. Uh, although we did, we do have, uh, you know, our projects, which are working with veterans. So there's, there's been a few more veteran uh, shows than civilian shows, but that's okay. Well, that's okay. Well, you know that I have two sons in the army and yes. so love talking about that. As a matter of fact, one is going into uh, ranger training. The other one is there. My kids are 11 years apart from each other. So, but the youngest one followed his brother's footsteps. And again, they talk about it too. My oldest will probably be a, a general. I mean, he, I'm, I'm dead serious. He just got his master's in leadership. He wants to go into law and then eventually wants to be a, a general, which that's not everyone's goal. And it's not every mom's dream for their kid to be a general. But I think some people who have the compassion for the legal side of it and the political side of it, yeah. God bless. Him. <laughs> I couldn't do it myself. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's funny because we had a family member join the service. I can't believe it's, it's five years is up. Like it, it seems wow. like only yesterday that he joined and, um, yeah. And so his five years is up and he wants to re-enlist. So I'm just like, okay. And, and I know my sister and her in-law was like, really like, Oh my gosh, like she's happy for him, but in the same sense, scared, right? So yeah. I'm like, you know, I've had tons of family members go through this as well. I said, 
I'm here for you. <laughs> you know? Well, I got to share something really interesting about that. My oldest one had his first deployment, which was a volunteer position. Actually, he was already a leader. He already had 150 men under him. And as a ranger, he was offered an opportunity to do a deployment in Afghanistan in 2016, um, just shortly after he went to Fort McCord, which is in Seattle, Washington area. Anyway, um, when he came back, I didn't know what to expect because they say deployments are, they're very, um, they're very difficult. They come back a little catatonic. Um, he did his debriefing in Germany, but one of the first things we do as a family, we golf. That's one of our things. And it was very interesting. The first two holes were very quiet. And then the, by the third hole, after swinging away and kind of being distracted, he opened up and he said, you know, mom, I, one thing I got to tell you, the third world, you know, the, the first world problems are like, oh, my coffee wasn't done right, or somebody took my parking spot. He said, mm -hmm. you have no idea what the world's dealing with. And he goes, I have more compassion. I really feel like it came back a lot better. But um, that's something, by the way, too, getting out there with other people, doing something, you know, athletic, running, playing sports, doing something has always been my son's way of kind of decompressing from all that pressure. And so that's one of the things. Actually, I'll be golfing with him in a few weeks before he heads off to Europe again. So... I'm excited. Awesome. Love that. Yes. And and you're the one that um, uh, taught me about Fridays wearing red. Yes. Yes. Oh, and, and yeah. So Fridays is R-E-D. Remember every deployment. So we're red. So I have somewhere red on. Usually I have a jacket or something or other, a pin. And, and people who understand it will say, hi, I get it, you know. So it's right. kind of a nice thing. And I also do um, push-ups. I know that sounds weird, but that's one of the things I do. I started off doing 22 push-ups, which represented 22 suicides of uh, people from the military after whatever their dis yeah. whatever was ever happened in their life. Anyway, right. but I'm up to 66 now. So that's oh my, my next one. So I was up to 44 and now I'm doing 66. And Every day I do that and I think about them and for each one I pray for someone. I don't know who they are, but it's become a real problem. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it was 22 veterans a day died by suicide. That's back when, uh, that's the number of the stats back in January of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it went up to 44. I don't know what, I pray to God it's not at 66 now, but. No, no. no <laughs> but, I, I, I tuck in prayers for other people around that one, but we've had a lot of, a lot of unexplainable deaths in the last couple of years. Yes, a lot. Yes. And it's, it's you know, I think everybody, um everybody's dealing with the pandemic to their own way. I know here where I live, there was um, a lot of suicides during the pandemic, um, just people being cooped up. Um, so I, I get it. Like that, that's not something that that made national news though. But no, anyway, we can't talk about that. Right. That's no. a subject, but I think it's interesting. Um, and I love the fact that your team members, I've talked to Greg and a few others who have talked about mental wellness, wellness. And uh -huh. that's something else. Chris, I just, that's kind of free and slip wellness. That's something I think it is because you think about, we all have ups and downs in life. We have things that we go through, but to reach out and to open up is, it's very important. And like I said, I have found that golf has been really great for that. When I was working on a board called uh, a warrior's mind, it was for PTSD um, enlisted men. And the gentleman who headed that up said, you know, we're all going golfing. And I said, okay, sure. 
sign me up. And he paired us up with different people who were going through something. And the young man they paired me up with, it's not like we even knew what the problems were. We just let them open up and just talk. And I became kind of a surrogate mom to him. And we wrote letters back and forth, emails and so forth. And it was helpful to have someone else just to share it with. They feel comfortable and confident. And of course, my son being an officer, I have a lot of different not levels of like security, but I do understand the confidentiality and I, I can't talk about most of the things that we share together. So this was a good place for this young man to do it. And we still talk once in a while. He's married now, got two kids. So, you know, these are little tiny things where you go, yeah, there's solutions out there. We just got to figure out what they are and see what kind of programs are going to help people. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and whether you're deployed or whether you're in sports and just getting out, like we had talked about before, like that's important to giving them the roadmap they need after, mm -hmm. you know, after they're done um, something that they put, put their heart and soul in for you for decades. Right. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I always wonder if it's the same in the U.S. as it is in Canada or Canada the same as the U.S. Um, as far as that goes. I think a lot of times just reaching out and really appreciating them. I know my sons get embarrassed when we're at the airport or something and they're wearing their uniforms and someone will walk up and say thank you or, or slip a, a Starbucks card in their hand or something. And they all kind of embarrassed, like I just do my job. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? Let them do that because we yeah. need more people to step up and say thank you and do the same thing for police officers. I was yes. with a chief yesterday in, um, in a local area here that I knew from my hometown of Oak Brook, and he is now real close by. We sat down and talked about just the respect and teaching young people not to be afraid. They are your friends. There's somebody who wants to help you, but also the opportunity to open up doors of conversation when things are in, you're, you're in trouble, having a place to go. And I think that's where everyone feels isolated for whatever reason. So. Again, if you got issues, DM me. I'm a, I'm a prayer partner, so let me know if you need something. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. We're, we're here to pray for you, whether you reach out to Angel or or myself or Kimberly. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about. Giving, uh, giving God space to move. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, it's interesting to think about. Um, I'm friends with a gal, which I want you to look her name up. Her name is Kayla Bradham. She's kind of the one that kind of opened up several doors for me. Um, there's not many of us women in, in media, sports media. And uh, several of my favorites have left. Uh, Michelle Tafoya left last year. She felt a little like it was her time was up and she wanted to do something different. And just heard her yesterday on um, a broadcast. And just, you know, when you're in here, sometimes adding the voice of being a woman, whether it's being a mom or a sister or a friend or whatever, or just common sense in the room. Um, right. It's nice to have that place and to know I can be a part of this. And if, if it's as a Christian woman or as a, as a Christian leader, whatever that means, I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love that. And it's funny because my husband has, well, I've told you my husband lives, breathes and dies sports. Mm -hmm. So if it's not football season, it's hockey season in our house. And if it's not hockey season, then it's golf. Um, I'm okay till the basketball comes on. I'm really not a fan. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail for that. But anyways, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, you don't know. Anyways, so um, anyways, he's he's uh, got the 
the desk, the sports desk on every night. Ooh, and that old guy, I forget his name. I should, and there, he's him and then his partner are just going back, like yelling at each other. And it's like hilarious. <laughs> and uh, it's the one where you have like two minutes to talk about, like, I think there's 10 topics in sports and they just rattle on down and they oh, can get heated. And, and then, you know, and I, of course he watches the pregame, the postgame, whatever. And I've seen more, more and more female um, anchors on there, like uh, sports anchors on there. And I'm like, good for them. I'm like, seriously. So. Well, you're going to meet one of my new interns. Uh, her name is Meredith Sims and she is actually going to be in Phoenix because she's from Phoenix, but she's also going to a boarding school as a senior in high school in Connecticut. And then she's going to go on to doing um, basically sports broadcasting, but her emphasis is on faith. And so she interviewed me and put me on one of her podcasts and she wrote a book recently. So she said, I'm sending you a copy because part of your story is in the book. And I'm like, Oh, I'm excited. So I'm in a book, <laughs> which is by the way, something else that we do at sports faith, where we're going to be publishing books in the next couple of years that are have to do with just, unusual topics, positive uh, opportunities to talk about overcoming, thinking about, you know, how God moved in your life and where you're at. So that's kind of where we're at. And I'm looking forward to seeing people share their stories. So again, DM me or call me or email me, whatever. Right. And possibly in the works, I want, we want to hear from you guys. If you want a, like a housewives of NFL oh, yes. show, because that's something that we're, we're really kicking around here thinking of doing that. And you know, why, why not? You know, why should the men get all the limelight when their partners are at home, you know, cheering them on and being their cheerleader and being who they need to be in order for them to be who they need to be. So I think that's a good idea. Well, absolutely. It's funny you should say that yesterday, a gal by the name of Donna Marie Ward, her husband is the, I think he's the hitting coach for the Cardinals now. And she reached out. He was in professional baseball all their entire life. I mean, playing. And then now he's a, he's a pitching coach. But anyway, um, she's right. She's written a book and she wants us to be able to put it out there. And I'll tell you more about that later. But she's another one who said, yeah, sign me up, you know, as long as I'm uplifting and helping other people. I mean, there's wow. plenty of dishy stuff out there, but we want to hear the good stories. We want to hear yeah. the where we can encourage them and, and maybe even say hello to them once in a while, not just, you know, the people who are in the, out in the field. Maybe sometimes they show the pictures in the stands, you know, whatever. I always love that at the Super Bowl. They always show the pictures of the owners and they always pick them when they're just kind of looking like deer in headlights or something. But yeah. they're real people too. And they, they're in the, the trenches just like the rest of us are in sports. Absolutely. With a name like Ward, I don't hear that too often. My great grandmother was a Ward. So oh, really? perhaps we're related. You never know. She's a doll. She's definitely a Southern gal. I love her accent. She's from Alabama, but she has been, they've been married 40, 42 years or something like this. So they're, you know, like one of the few out there that have a lot to share. And then she has a story, a compelling story about how she was dealing with cancer. So you know, again, there's stories out there that we want to be able to share and how talk about overcomers. She'd be a good guest on your show, by the way. I can. I was just you. thinking. I was absolutely. like, yes, absolutely, yeah. yes. So, We'd love to have her. Well, thank you so much, Angel, and thank you to our guests, and thank you for those of you that are going to be on the replay. Uh, we thank you and we bless you, and uh, thank you, Angel, so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you, Dorothy. It's always fun. What time went fast, didn't it? I know, and you were so nervous at the beginning. <laughs> I, well, you know, I, I've told this in, in a confession time, I'm not comfortable in front of cameras. So you're helping me. I'm pushing myself over. And you are a complete natural. Oh. 
I'm a ham. How about that? <laughs> I wish you all the best. You are definitely somebody who I so admire. I love your work. I love your, your podcast. And thank you. Just keep, keep it up until you are the next Oprah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, and uh, with that, guys, if you could go to our YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers, subscribe, like, ring the bell so that we, we go live Mondays and Wednesdays. And whenever I decide to do a quick five minute uh, download from God, then it's all there. So uh, you, you'll get that and share it with all of your network. Uh, and that would be amazing. And so same time, same channel next week. And bye for now.